guys, and welcome to episode 32 of Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and I coach busy working moms on how to create more time for what matters most. And on this episode, we are going to talk all about your favorite things. Now, I wish I had you sitting right next to me here so we could just have a talk about what your favorite things are, what you already have that you love, what you want even more of in your life. But unfortunately, you're not here with me right now. So this is what I'm going to do. I am actually going to share a list of my favorite things. But while I'm talking through that, I would love for you to think about what your list is, because ultimately that's what really matters to you. That's what matters most. And you can think about that as we're going through this from a couple of different perspectives. You can think about what are the things that you already have that you love and what are the things that you maybe don't have yet but you would love to have. And that combination, thinking about what you have that you already love and thinking about what you want that you don't have yet is called wanting from abundance. And that's such a great tool to use when you're thinking about how you want to change your life because you're starting from a foundation of plenty. And here's what I have that I already want. How do we build from there? So I'd love you to think about that as we go through this. Some of these things are going to be things that you can relate to. Some of these things are might be things that sound a little bit unrealistic for you right now or you want to do some work on it's all good. I'm just sharing to give you a little bit of inspiration so that you can come up with your own list of your favorite things. So let's get started. Here's my list of my favorite things. Now I'm going to warn you guys right up front. There's kind of a lot on the list. I have 16 things on here. My, I, I guess it's my sweet 16. And I thought about splitting up the episode into a few different parts and spending a little more time on things. But in reality, I have so many ideas for what to do for this podcast. I have way more podcast ideas and drafts out there than I have weeks to record them. And so I'm just going to bust through this whole list in one episode. Not going to spend a ton of time on each one, but I will refer back to relevant podcast episodes where I've recorded a podcast already that maybe talks in a little bit more detail about a certain concept. And I've just added something to the webcast or to the website, I should say, not the webcast, the website, that if you go to the podcast page of the website, there is now on the sidebar a podcast index link. And you can go right to that podcast index link and you can see a list of all of the episodes. This is episode 32. So we have a few now to choose from. And it's just an easy way to see them all together. And if you want to go back and listen to some of some of your favorites, you can do that from there. I will also include links to the episodes I mentioned in the show notes, which will be at lifesimplybetter.com forward slash episode 32, episode 32. So without further ado, let's go through this list. Thing number one that I love. I love self-coaching. Again, I won't spend a lot of time on this because I have two podcast episodes. Episode six, how to coach yourself and episode eight, my self-coaching process where I talk about this. Of course, I also love investing in getting coaching from professional coaches. Love it. 
But I realize that's not something that everyone is looking to do. And I encourage everyone, even if you're not going to hire a coach, start coaching yourself. This has changed my life. I love it, love it, love it. So transformative, something that I still do on almost a daily basis and can't say enough about it. About it. I love self-coaching. Number two, I love my email system. <laughs> you have probably heard me talk about the fact that I get my inbox empty every single day. I have a super easy process to do that. Uh, and if you're thinking that sounds insane and completely unrealistic, you could check out episode one, uh, which is start your less busy life. I talk a little bit there about how to take the first baby step towards an empty inbox, but I've been doing this for over three years over three years now, and I just can't say enough good things about starting your day with an empty inbox. Thing number three, I love my ability to get my daily plan done. And I have an episode, episode number four, Finish Your Work by 5 p.m. and Feel Less Overwhelmed, where I talk about how to create a mindset and how to create the emotions that will fuel your ability to get your plan done for the day, even when things are unpredictable and a little bit crazy at work, how to still get it done. And I also have on episode five, my workday routine, where I talk more about the tactics of like exactly what I do during the workday to uh, not only get my inbox empty in the morning, but also plan out my day and then finish my plan. So that's also something that just completely changed my experience of work was going from a day where I had a never ending to-do list that I felt like I was adding more items to than I was crossing items off of to going to setting a clear plan every day that was realistic, and then having the ability to finish out that plan. Again, even when work is a little bit chaotic, as I know it can be for all of us. Thing number four that I love is my daily routine. So I said episode five is about my workday routine, but I also love my daily routine in my family life. And I've created a very simple routine where I have time for my family, time for myself, an easy way to, you know, keep up with laundry and dishes and all of the random house stuff. And that's just been so freeing for me. I have not done a podcast episode about this yet, but I would love to. Like I said, I have a lot of ideas for podcast episodes. That's definitely on the list for the future. Thing number five, I love blue sky. And no, I don't mean the weather outside here. If you listen to episode 28, which was creating more by doing less, I talked about how I think of sort of my innermost self as this clear, open blue sky. And what that means to me is just that I know no matter what is going on in my emotional life and my stress level and my crazy busy head running a million miles an hour thinking about all the things I have to get done. I know that behind all of that is a clear open space that is my true self and that I can access that when I can take a step back and just notice what's going on, breathe into it, And that is like my home base that's always just waiting for me as soon as I remember that it's there. So that's 
Thing number five of my favorite things, I love blue sky. Thing number six, I love experiencing discomfort. What? If you've listened to earlier episodes, you've heard me talk about this before. But for those of you who are a little newer, I believe in allowing negative emotions instead of reacting to them. This is something that I really started to do in earnest about a year ago, and it has completely changed my life. Allowing negative emotions doesn't mean wallowing in them. It doesn't mean ruminating. It just means that instead of reacting to them and trying to fix how you're feeling, you can acknowledge that it's just an emotion that you're feeling in your body. It's ultimately not harmful at all. And if you are willing to allow it to be there for a little bit, it will naturally process through. The other thing I love about experiencing discomfort is it has opened up the world of possibilities of what I can create in my life. Starting this podcast and speaking into a microphone and then putting it out there for the world to listen to was uncomfortable. I had to experience discomfort in order to create that in the world, but I'm so glad that I did and I love the result that I've created through that. Number seven is I love the work with TMS. Now, I definitely have not done a podcast episode on this. TMS is, um, I'm going to stumble here on the acronym. I think it's called tension myositis syndrome. It has some long, very sciencey type name. But if you're familiar with the work of Dr. John Sarno, or there is a great podcast called Like Mind, Like Body, This is something that looks at the relationship between the pressure we put on ourselves and the stress we feel and some of the physical consequences that can have. And I have had all kinds of physical issues, everything from carpal tunnel to digestive issues to um, back issues to sinus infections, allergies, you name it, right? Like a whole slew of things. And for me personally, I'm not saying for everyone at all, so please don't hear this wrong, but for me, a lot of that has been pressure and stress related. And getting familiar with TMS and Dr. Sarno's work opened up a whole new path for me to be able to feel much better physically by understanding how that stress and pressure were related to what I was experiencing with physical symptoms. And I won't spend a ton of time on this. Like I said, it probably deserves its own episode. But just my little disclaimer here is that I am not a woo-woo person. I majored in science. I'm someone who is like, show me the evidence, show me the research behind this. And this actually is backed by a lot of very good research. It's not like a woo-woo type um, new age thing. So just know that. I know it sounds a little bit funky when you hear me talk about it perhaps, but it's something that made a huge difference for me. And the way I found it was by hearing a coach reference Dr. Sarno's book and I went and looked it up and read it. So I'm going to say it here in case it's helpful to anyone else. All right. Number eight, I love decluttering on all levels and clearing space. I read Marie Kondo's book, 
several years ago now, went through a big kind of decluttering push with our house, loved how that made our house feel, loved um, some of the peace of mind that I felt in going through that process. And with coaching too, I realized that really (laughs) the ultimate decluttering is like decluttering your head, right? All of those random thoughts and busy head we have going on throughout the day. Learning how to clear that out and simply be present and enjoy life is a whole other level of decluttering to experience. I talked about that a little bit on episode 12, how to simplify your life. Now, I would love at some point to do some videos or some podcasts about the actual physical decluttering that I've done because especially as a parent of little kids, you know how toys build up and just stuff builds up in your house when you have kids. And again, it's just made a huge difference in how our home feels and what our family life is like. So I'd love to talk more about that sometime as well. Number nine, we are zooming through those. I I told you I would kind of bust through these, so we'll keep going. Number nine, I love money. Okay, that felt a little weird to say out loud, but it is true. It has not always been the case. I, for many, many years, thought of money as something kind of dirty and like people with money weren't necessarily good people. I had all of these limiting beliefs around money. But you know what? I love money now because what I have seen in my life is that money just makes you more of who you are. When you have more money, you kind of become more of who you already were. And if whatever you were spending it on when you didn't have as much, that's just going to be amplified when you have more of it. And for me, money is an amazing way to be generous. It's an amazing way to provide for my family. And most of all, it's been the vehicle that I've used to invest in myself. In addition to investing time in myself, I've invested a lot of money in myself through everything from, you know, buying the books that I've read to investing in coaching. And again, that's something that I feel so privileged to be able to have done. And I think it's something that ultimately allows me to show up as my best self and give back to others. So I'm going to say it again. I love money. Number 10, I love asking for what I want. And I did a whole episode, episode 15, asking for what you want, where I talked about this. This is something that so many women, I think, find challenging. Even women who have risen to a pretty high level perhaps in their career or done a lot in their life still have trouble really saying what they want out loud to other people. And so I encourage you, if that's something that you have found challenging, to listen to episode 15 and try it out for yourself. When I realized that I could just say what I wanted, I could just basically have what I wanted, that was huge. And you know what? It hasn't disadvantaged anyone else. It's just gotten me what I want, which has been awesome. Number 11, I love wanting what I have and what I don't have. This goes back a little bit to the beginning of the episode when I talked about this idea of wanting from abundance. If you can come up with a list of 25 things that you want just for yourself, it's like a private want list, and make the first 10 items things that you want that you already have. You know, I want three sons that are healthy. I want a great job. 
I want to live in a house in Minneapolis by the, the parks. Like list the things that you have that you want, that you already have, and then add another 15 things that you don't have yet, but you also want. And it's such a cool thing to see those two things meet up and you start to see the pathway to getting from what you already have to adding even more to that and becoming again the next version of yourself. Number 12, I love believing before knowing how. When we want something that we don't have yet, our first question is how? How do I get that? But that is not the first thing you should be looking at. The first thing you should be asking is how do I believe in that? How do I believe in the possibility of my having that without knowing how yet? Because you won't know how at the beginning. If you already knew how, you would already have it, right? So this idea of believing in it first is like putting your brain in a space of looking for possibilities and getting curious. And that leads me to number 13, I love getting curious. I love just asking questions like, what if my life would be better without people-pleasing? What if it is possible to finish work by 4 p.m.? What if I could start a podcast? Like asking yourself these questions and just getting curious about all of the possibilities. You have so many possibilities for your life that exist that you're not even thinking about because we're all just going on automatic pilot through our days, which isn't a bad thing, right? There's We all experience a lot of wonderful things in our lives just as they are today, kind of going through our routines. But you know what? You can also just start to ask some questions about what else is possible for you. And getting curious about that, again, can open up a world of possibilities. Number 14, I love noticing. A lot of times when we think about changing our lives, we think that it's done through a lot of action and a lot of effort and a lot of willpower. I don't believe that's the case. In my own experience, all I need to do is want something, believe that I can have it, and then just notice what I'm doing now. You know, if I ask the question, I wonder if life would be better without people pleasing, and start to get curious about that, and start to believe that maybe I could drop my habit of people pleasing, all I really have to do after that, once I'm in that curious mindset, is just start to notice. Oh, I just noticed that the reason I said what I said was totally just to make that person happy or because I thought it would be the right thing to say. Or I just noticed that I committed to doing that event because I wanted to people please. Isn't that interesting? You don't have to beat up on yourself. You don't have to force yourself to do things differently. You just notice where you are right now and the change naturally starts to happen. So that's one of my biggest favorite things on this list here is just noticing, noticing my life, noticing my thoughts, noticing my feelings. Number 15, I love breathing. Now, (laughs) there are a lot of reasons I love breathing. Foremost, because it keeps me alive. (laughs) But when I listed this on my favorite things, The other reason I love breathing is because I think breathing is so connected to our emotions, managing our emotions, managing our stress level. It's 
totally cliched, right, to say, take a deep breath, take a few deep breaths, right? But one of my favorite things to notice, I just talked about how much I love noticing, is to notice my breathing. And I notice how a lot of times when I'm nervous or I'm putting pressure on myself that I've exhaled and I haven't inhaled (laughs) again. It's like so simple, right? But it totally impacts my physiology and how I'm feeling and all of that. And I'm just not even conscious of it until I stop and notice it. And so having breathing as a tool, I think, to help you move forward is so good. And it doesn't have to be in this meditative or yoga setting. It's just like a daily thing. It's like I was on my commute the other day worrying about something for work. And I noticed that I was holding my breath. I noticed that I hadn't taken another breath in and that was making me feel really nervous. There's a saying that I heard recently that I love, which is, uh, what is it? Excitement is just nervousness plus breathing, right? So think about how much power you have to impact how you feel just by being aware of your breath and making sure that you keep breathing. Sounds super silly, I know, but it works. It's good, right? Okay, we're up to the last one on the list. Number 16 on my list of my favorite things is I love not dieting. Now, any one of you who has met me in person may be surprised by this because I'm a pretty skinny person, naturally. But I think that we have a culture that um, a lot of women interpret as however skinny you are, there's still something wrong with your body. There's still fat where it shouldn't be. There's still, you're not quite right. And I think a lot of us internalize that regardless of our body size. And I certainly did for a long time. And I haven't really talked about that on the podcast, but it was a really big part of my life as a teenager and into college and created some really disordered behaviors, I would say. And You know, it hasn't been as big a deal, certainly during my adult life, but it's something that still cropped up where I notice when I'm stressed or have other things going on that I'll still try to control my life through food. And I read a book uh, about a year ago called Intuitive Eating, and I talked about that more on episode nine of the podcast, which was called Make Food Quick and Easy. But that book talked about the diet culture, how whatever your weight is um, and whatever you want it to be, dieting does not work and how it creates a lot of other negative side effects that we deal with. And I have stopped controlling my food since then. It's been such a smart move for me to make and it's opened up just so much mental space and energy to not be thinking about that and not worrying about that, right? So that's number 16 on my list of favorite things. I love not dieting. What do you guys think? Was there some stuff on here that you could relate to? Maybe some things that you're already incorporating into your life. Maybe some things that you heard that you'd love to do more of. And maybe some things I'm guessing that you're like, that's just not me. I'm not really into that. That's totally fine. All that is good. Again, the reason that I wanted to share this list is to just inspire you to start thinking about what is your list of your 25 favorite things. And again, I encourage you to even take a piece of paper and a pencil and write down 10 things you already have that you love 
and 15 things that you don't have yet that you want and make your own favorite things list. Now, just in closing really quick, I wanted to let you guys know that as I've mentioned in some of the previous episodes, I have a membership program uh, for clients that's opening up May 1st. And that will be a great opportunity for any of you who really wanna get to work on this list, those 15 things that you don't have yet, wanna work on it, wanna get some really good coaching and just get to a better spot in your life. I encourage you to check that out. The official registration will be opening on April 23rd. It will just be open for a short time. And so I encourage you, if you think you might be interested, to go to my website, lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H, and pre-register there to make sure you get a reminder when the registration is officially open for May. So with that, I hope you guys all have wonderful weeks filled with all of your favorite things, and we will talk again soon.